Hi, we're here from Curiosity.com to help you get smarter in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about what happens when you find an extinct animal with special guest Forrest Galante. You'll also learn about how bacteria don't compete to survive. They cooperate. Let's satisfy some curiosity. What would you do if you found an animal that scientists said was extinct? We had the chance to ask that very question to someone who's no stranger to finding extinct animals. Forrest Galante is the host of Extinct or Alive on Animal Planet. And if you like our podcast, then you will love Extinct or Alive. I did not get paid to say that. I'm saying that because the show is so good. It's about an explorer who searches for animals that have been declared extinct. And here's Forrest in the trailer for the season premiere. I'm living my dream, traveling to the most remote of the Galapagos Islands in the footsteps of Charles Darwin himself to hike a live volcano in search of the Fernandina tortoise, an animal that was only seen once over a hundred years ago. Will we make the scientific discovery for the ages? Look at this. This is Extinctor Alive. Yes, Forrest and a team of researchers set out to find the supposedly extinct Fernandina tortoise, and they found it. Like I said, the show is awesome. We caught up with Forrest in the midst of even more of his adventures, but we secured a pretty decent connection, so enjoy this exchange we got to have with him about the science of extinction. How does that happen? How do you end up holding an extinct species in your hand? Why, why do we declare something extinct when it's not? Here's the thing. It's a big world, and there's a lot of places to hide. Just because one other group of scientists or a number of people have looked and not found it doesn't mean it's not out there. Now, I don't want to downplay the severity of, of extinction by any means, but you know the typical qualification for extinction is not being seen in 30 years, right? Not being reported as being there, not being captured, photographed, no, just not no proof that the animal has been there for a span of 30 years. Now, the Fernandina tortoise, not only was it not there for 30 years, but only one other specimen of this species has ever been found 114 years ago. So literally, this animal was already like the rarest of the rare. Do you know what I mean? There was one of them found 114 years ago by the California Academy of Sciences. So we were looking for a ghost. And, and to go to this island of Fernandina, this hellish active volcano where heat radiates up from under the ground and beats on you from overhead with no cover and, and really this shards of glass-like lava rock that you have to walk through for miles and miles. It was... It was crazy. And, um, you know, these animals, they're declared extinct for many different reasons. But in this case, because no one else is really willing to go to this island and work there. It's so difficult. The conditions are so hot. The animals are so sparse and elusive. The vegetation is so limited. It's it is like traveling to the moon slash hell all in one. <laughs> so you mentioned what it, what it takes for an animal to be declared extinct. I'm wondering what it takes for an animal to be kind of be declared not extinct. So like, you know, I watched in the first episode, you find some dung, right? Some scat from an animal. Okay, so you take some samples from that and then maybe you get blood samples later. Like, what's the checklist you have to go through in order to like prove to the scientific community that like this is what we say it is and this is kind of like this around, you know, it still exists. Yeah, well, proof, right? I mean, and that proof can come in many forms. For instance, last year, I uncovered footage of a leopard in Zanzibar. Now, the Zanzibar leopard has been extinct for 25 years. There's never been known to be another species of leopard on that island in history, meaning the only leopard that could be roaming the Zanzib island of Zanzibar should be the Zanzibar leopard. 
But I captured a single trail cam video of it. And, you know, in the scientific world, that's not genetic proof. That's not scat. That's not feces. That's not DNA. That is a video. And that video, you know, is open to ridicule. And what I mean by that is some people are saying, well, what if an African leopard was brought over in the black market and released on the island? How do we know it's not that? So it's hard because that animal, although, you know, widely believed to not be extinct based on our, our video finding, is not proven non-extinct because we don't have the genetic material to support that. And as a scientist, I fully support those decisions, but it's also at the same time somewhat discouraging when you go through the lengths that we go through and are still not able to remove the animal from, from you know, a silly list, so to speak. Then you have to make a judgment as to what to do next. In the case of the Fernandina tortoise, when we found Fern, she was malnourished, she was underweight, she was dehydrated, she was completely stuck in this isolated patch of vegetation where, to be quite honest, looked like living hell. I mean, it was boiling hot, she had nothing to eat, she had nothing to drink, she was miserable. And so we made the decision, myself and the two other scientists from the Galapagos, to take her to the Fausto Lorena breeding facility, the very same facility that homed the last icon of conservation, Lonesome George. And when we moved her there, that in itself created a huge buzz because all of a sudden millions of dollars were released in conservation funding. You know, return efforts are being planned for next month. There's all these things that came about bringing her. And, and on an individual level, Fern gained seven or eight pounds and she wouldn't leave her water dish for two weeks because she was so happy to see water for the first time in what may have been years. I mean, it's just like win-win in every sense. And because I have all the support and all these resources, it really helps. Forrest found another supposedly extinct animal last week, so you do not want to miss his adventures this season. You can catch Extinct or Alive Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern on Animal Planet, and here in the U.S., you can catch all of Season 1 on Animal Planet Go. It's so good. That's awesome. Today's episode is sponsored by Noemi. Sometimes it feels like finding affordable luxury jewelry that's not overpriced is about as hard as finding an extinct animal. That's why Noemi cuts out the middleman to deliver exceptional products without the exorbitant markup. Noemi designs and manufactures everything in-house, and they only sell directly to consumers. So you get the finest quality jewelry and save an average of 50% compared to other luxury brands. Noemi also offers a lifetime warranty and free shipping and returns on every product, including engravings and custom designs. And every piece comes authenticity guaranteed with an IGI certificate detailing color, clarity, and appraisal value. Noemi also has a five-star rating across thousands of online reviews, so you know you'll be in pretty good hands. If you're looking for the finest quality jewelry from a luxury brand you can trust, look no further. Go to hellonoemi.com curiosity to see their collections and get $50 off your first purchase with promo code curiosity. That's an even better deal on top of spending a fraction of what you'd pay for other luxury brands. Just go to H-E-L-L-O-N-O-E-M-I-E dot com slash curiosity. And don't forget to use promo code curiosity for $50 off your first purchase. According to new research, Darwin's idea of survival of the fittest may not hold up. When it comes to bacteria, that is. In fact, for at least one group of bacteria, the mantra is more like survival of the friendliest because these bacteria actually cooperate. And understanding how they interact in groups has the potential to create a whole new area in a science that generally deals with single strains of bacteria one at a time. Researchers have studied thousands of combinations of bacteria over the past several years to see how they act when they're together in a confined area. And over that time, it's become clear that bacteria cooperate to survive. They'd rather unite against external threats like antibiotics than fight against each other. 
One way scientists figured this out is by isolating bacteria from a small corn husk where they were forced to fight for space. The researchers measured bacterial biofilm, which is a slimy protective layer that shields bacteria from external threats like antibiotics or predators. When bacteria are healthy, they produce more biofilm and become stronger and more resilient. Time after time, the researchers observed the same result. Instead of the strongest bacteria outcompeting the others in biofilm production, the bacteria actually allowed space for the weakest so they could grow better than they would have on their own. At the same time, the researchers could see that the bacteria split up laborious tasks by shutting down unnecessary mechanisms and sharing them with their neighbors. On top of all that, when bacteria cooperate and help each other just like humans, they actually take group synergy to a whole new level by expressing properties that aren't even possible when they're alone. When they're together, totally new features can suddenly emerge. Seems like on top of the implications for biotechnology, humans could learn a lot from the way bacteria cooperate. It's like my mother always used to say, why can't you be more like that bacteria? <laughs> Man, always. They're just always giving us a bad name. Always. By the way, my mom does not talk like that. <laughs> for the record. <laughs> Before we wrap up, we wanted to say thank you. Because of your vote, Curiosity Daily is a finalist for the Best Technology and Science Podcast in the 2019 Discover Pods Awards. Yeah, your nominations helped us get there. And if you still love our show, then we have one more favor to ask of you. Please vote for us. Yeah, we are up against some insanely popular shows. Seriously. So we really need your vote to receive some recognition. Just visit awards.discoverpods.com and you'll find us in the category of Best Technology and Science Podcast. Voting is open through November 18th, so there's not a lot of time. Again, that's awards.discoverpods.com. We'll also put a link in today's show notes. And thanks again. So, what got us excited about today's episode? I mean, Forrest Galante is literally seeking out species of animals that are supposed to be extinct. I can't imagine how someone can pitch a TV show and go, hey, I'm going to find animals that don't exist, and I'm going to do it once an episode. <laughs> how do you pitch that TV show? And how do you get He did it. He's amazing. He did it, and he has found a bunch of animals that we thought were extinct. Incredible. He actually said in part of our interview that didn't make the final cut of today's episode, I'm like the hide-and-seek champion of the world. <laughs> That's perfect. It's great, and I legit, I, like I said... If you like this podcast, you will love this show because it's just so like densely packed with lessons from biology. And, you know, they do the reality TV stuff, too. Like, well, we're crawling on an active volcano to find this. But like, it's still cool and very educational. We also learned that bacteria cooperate to survive, which is good news for bacteria. Not such good news for those of us who want to clean their bathrooms. <laughs> <laughs> they, they work together to stain your bathtub. They sure do. Oh, and one more quick thing before we sign off. You know what came out yesterday, Ashley? Yes, I do. I just listened to it. Was it an episode of Clear and Vivid with Alan Alda? It was, with two exceptionally engaging guests. Were they exceptionally curious? They were very curious. They were, were curious on a daily basis. They were curious on a daily basis. Unbelievable. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. Ashley and I were indeed guests on Alan Alda's podcast. It was amazing, and you can listen to Alan Alda's interview with us right now on the Clear and Vivid podcast with Alan Alda. Yeah, and we know that if you love science, which you obviously do, you will love Clear and Vivid. So go check that out. We'll put a link to it in today's show notes. 
Today's story was written by Michael Scoff from University of Copenhagen for Futurity and edited by Ashley Hamer, who's the managing editor for Curiosity.com. Script writing was by Cody Goff and Sonia Hodgen. This podcast was produced and edited by Cody Goff. Join us again tomorrow to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious. On the Westwood One Podcast Network. Yeah!